Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cowboys Miami Sunday on this radio station. In case you are just finding us on the radio dial, we are 105 through the fan, home of America's team and the World Series champion. Texas Rangers. This is Sean and Bobby. Bobby Bell is our Cowboys insider. We got Chris in for Pepe. That's not Bobby's usual saying, but he will let him go ahead and steal it. (laughs) Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys, is coming out live at 6.30 this morning. Let's get to the news. McCarthy said that Tyron Smith's back injury um, is eh. I think he'll do more today than he did yesterday. We still have a lot of Time. Where do things stand with Tyron Smith and Zach Martin? Uh, so this is a week where, I mean, you'd really like your offensive line to be intact. Uh, you, you don't want to be rolling a bunch of different guys out there and messing with your continuity for a game like this. But I think we're heading towards Tyron Smith not playing in this one. Um, when you think, when you look at the fact that so much money is tied up in incentives just in terms of playing time, For Tyron Smith, the very fact that this is something that is even being discussed as, yeah, I don't know, he's a little iffy and and it's just not a guarantee that he's playing, I think speaks to how much work he's having to do to be ready, to get ready to play in this game. So I, I think this is trending the wrong way. And typically, I think more often than not, when we have seen that a back issue has cropped up for Tyron, that's usually equaled he sits out. Regardless of what they say during the week, he most of the time misses when that happens. Who would play left tackle? Uh probably I don't even know. They they're so they they're so inconsistent in terms of Well, it's not going to be Tyler. No, no, no. It's <laughs> I, I wouldn't think it's going to be Tyler, but I I mean, Willetsko's been a full participant. They could bring him back. They've obviously played Idoga there in the past and so my best guess would be Idoga. That's something that, you know, McCarthy has talked about even though we felt like he played better inside at guard. McCarthy has said that he thinks he's a better tackle. And so they've gotten reps together. That would make some sense. On the other side, I was feeling. Have we looked at. Has anyone talked about on the station real quick? 
how far the Cowboys could drop? Is there a dropability factor if they lose three in a row? If you if you don't have Tyron for this game, if Tyron is not right for Detroit, uh, that's not good. Missing your left tackle. I'm just trying to look here now. No, they 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 they, they can't get man. After three or four losses, it drops to seven and eight. Yep. There's no there's no in between there, so they look pretty safe. Towards a higher seed. I mean, they would have to essentially just lose out and the Rams would have to win out. And then even still, I don't know that they would have tiebreakers. Like, I think Dallas might have tiebreakers over them. And so, uh, in fact, they do because they beat them already. And so, it'd be really difficult for Dallas to to lose the spot that they're at. So, I, I think this is about, hey, he's he's clearly hurt. He's clearly banged up. The back isn't right. Let's make sure we, we get him healthy because we need him for the stretch run. Um, Zach Martin on the other side, obviously dealing with the quad issue that he had. That's one that I was more pessimistic about that yesterday, earlier in the week than I than I was last night, just after talking to some people. So I think that I'm leaning towards Zach Martin playing, but I, I'm not I, I don't think that's a guarantee. I think if I was gonna put odds on it, I'd say 60-40 Zach Martin plays. Tyron Smith is more like for me right now, 75-25, he doesn't. Over to the Dolphins' side of things, Tyreek Hill returned to practice yesterday. He got in limited work as he returns from the ankle injury. His first practice since December 9th when he was limited. He missed the Jets' beatdown last week. Still leads the NFL with 1,542 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns on 97 catches. Eight, okay, Devon what? A-chan. A-chan. I need a way to figure, remember this, like Mally, Mally, Mally. Think of 4chan, the old website. I don't know that website. Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Devon A-chan. I like that, Chris. Jackie Chan. Devon A-chan. This guy, I know you're going to have in the film room. Uh, he's frightening. Mm-hmm. He is frightening. Teron Armstead and Xavier Howard also returned to limited work. After sitting out Wednesday. A-Chan, Teron Armstead, Tyree Kill, Xavier Howard, those guys are all on track to play, it sounds like. That's a lot of names. That's a lot of names, and they'll they'll be banged up. And, and I mean, you look at their their injury list, Miami's is full. It looks like about a third of their roster almost is on this injury report. But I think that those guys are all on track to play. The, the benefit here is that two of their offensive linemen, Austin Jackson, their right tackle, Robert Hunt, their right guard, both of those guys have not practiced this week, and they don't look like they're going to play at this point. So you're talking about Miami being without their entire right side of their offensive line. They already lost Connor Williams for the season. They've got, you know, Liam Eikenberg, who stepped in and had to play on the offensive line. He's been banged up. He's been limited this week with a calf injury. So the, you want to talk about decimated by injuries. That Miami Dolphins offensive line has been patchwork because they have run through a number of of different bodies, and they're going to be really banged up for this game. Jonathan Hankins said it's realistic for him to return for the regular season home finale against the Lions. December 30th, possible return for Hankins. He said, I'm from Detroit, so that would be nice to play against them. He's expected to miss Miami, yeah. of course. Hankins is going to – Hankins will be out on this one. That one's one that we've already kind of wiped away. That's why – I mean, I didn't even put him in the discussion with guys like Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. The, the good news yesterday, a guy that missed last weekend – um, a guy who didn't practice on Wednesday, Malik Cooker, who's dealing with the ankle. He was back to limited participation. They are going to need, and we'll talk about it today in the film, they are going to need their safeties and their linebackers to be really, really good in this game. 
Like, that's where they need all hands on deck for this. And so having Hooker back would be big. Film room coming up at 8 o'clock. Speaking of linebackers, Micah Parsons responded to all those wondering why you don't put him on the second level to help with this run defense. Micah on social media, it's because teams are running the ball and people like to panic. Uh, why they're calling for me to do that. I'm probably leading every category in pass rushing besides sacks. People are nuts. And if people watch film, they take shots and pass more. When I'm off ball or out of the game, we have to get better, period. And then Dan Orlovsky uh, chimed in and said, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. They do take shots when you're off the ball or out of the game. So that was Mike responding to some of the linebacker calls, which I'll bring up to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and, and look – I think Micah Parsons is really good. I think if he fully committed and was a linebacker full time, he'd be good. And he's been good there at times. He also I've never has, I've never really noticed him when he played linebacker. I don't have any flash plays in my mind. He has his his problem is that and it's the problem that's plagued their linebackers for years now, which is just he reads it wrong a lot. Yeah, he should be a cheat code. Yeah. He I mean look, he he's able to, you know adjust and recover because he's such a freak athlete. He's able to recover in an impressive way, even when he reads wrong a lot of times. And there's some guessing involved, it feels like, at times. But him at linebacker, I think especially against a team like this, Miami, which does so many different things to try and confuse your defense and basically like take up your defense's attention here so that they can do something over here. There's a lot of just misdirection. That is not what you want Micah Parsons at linebacker for, I don't think. If you want to try it out on some snaps and some different areas – fine but man i think you just let him rush the passer at this point micah on the cowboys playing better on the road of course this game is in miami he said there's a mindset of how you approach it when you're at home you're comfortable you kind of do what you do but when you're on the road you're in a new space you're in a new area just a new environment the mindset is the lion is roaming does he take over the land or does he die last week we died we got to take over some land this week that's micah I, I don't disagree that the mentality is a big part of this. This is something that I was talking about yesterday with KNC. The when well, you're trying to figure out what happened in this game, why it just it looked so bad compared to the way they've played recently. And and we've seen the run defense play poor before. That's not that's not a new thing, but it was so much worse than it had been, and the tackling was so poor. The only thing I can think is with m- physicality being such a a mental thing like like a, so much of that men, you know the toughness and the physical play that's a, an approach and a mindset and things like that i just got to think they went in there and did not expect that to be buffalo's game plan and so they didn't go in there with the right, with the right mindset to play physically that's the only thing that i can think because they were getting handled and they were having trouble finishing plays that they finished all season one of the best teams in football is upset that they're an underdog this week. It is the game of the week in the NFL. One team feels disrespected, and the Eagles. Every day, this just like it's just it's just it's, it's just brings me such joy. It's daily joy <laughs> with the tears that are coming out of filthy. Now, one of the Eagles wants to cancel Monday Night Football after having to play against the Seahawks. That plus what happened last night with a team that could help out the Cowboys in the postseason around the rest of the NFL. Then Mike McCarthy next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Stafford in the shotgun. Here comes the 14th play of the Rams' first possession with cup in motion. For trips right. Stafford has it. Sets the laces. Drills one. End zone. Caught. Puka Nakua. Touchdown LA. The upstart surprising LA Rams get the W over Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints yesterday. 30 to 22. The Rams have won five of six. Could they help out the Cowboys down the road in the playoffs as a lower seed knocking off one of the big dogs? That is our hope here on Sean and Bobby. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the entire show. Hopefully you haven't totally mailed it in with Christmas holiday vacation yet. Mike McCarthy is coming up live at 6.30 this morning. If you have any questions for Coach, we will relay them before they take on Miami on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. And last night, maybe you went to sleep. Bobby was up at 10.09 texting me the breaking news that Yamamoto has signed with the Dodgers. It is 27 a year, $27 million a year, 12 for 325 And Shohei apparently took Yamamoto to the game last night, and Matt Stafford got one of those Shohei questions after. Were you aware uh, Shohei Otani was in attendance tonight watching you guys? I, I saw him in the locker room after the game. Well, I saw him actually uh, pregame down on the sideline. Big dude. And, uh, <laughs> you know, impressive guy. Obviously, I'm a baseball fan. You know, and, and really, uh, really an impressive guy, impressive player, and, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, there's a picture of Shohei and Yamamoto, and Otani is, what, what, what would RJ call him? Yoked! He's, He's yoked. yoked. He's he, yoked. He clearly eats proats. He gets, yes. he gets his proats in there. Yeah, no, uh, it, um, it looks similar to, uh, you remember the old Derek, King, uh, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram photo at Alabama when they were yeah, at the coin toss? Yeah. It, it looks like... That is. It's not that big of a discrepancy. The biggest discrepancy now of all time is the DeSoto offensive lineman. That's oh, crazy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that that's six, an, eight kid. That's an all-time photo. The one Pat Doney was telling us about, he said it's the biggest football player, period, I've ever seen. What a massive human being. Okay, around the rest of the NFL, more crying out of Philadelphia. A.J. Brown says, we, we, just, we shouldn't be playing Monday Night Football. We should just go ahead and get rid of this. You know, this is one of those things you should say after a win versus <laughs> after a loss. But he said, right after the game, you only have a certain amount of time for your body to recover. I think they should take Monday night out. I know it's cool, but to turn around after that is very difficult, especially when banged up. So more whining out of Philly. So it's just the Monday night games, right? He didn't have anything to say about the Thursday. three-day Thursday <laughs> game layoff or, or whatever else. That that makes sense, A.J. Brown. Yeah, the, look, he has become a a, a top like yeah he's a whiner a like like you know he is he is an s-tier whiner 
in in this entire league. He is just difficult to listen to talk about anything. He just complains all the time. And I wonder, was he always like this? Was he like this in Tennessee? We just didn't know because right. he was with the Titans, and so it doesn't get the same exposure or whatever else. But man, he is he is just always complaining. Did you uh, did you happen to see the latest development we got out of Philly though on no. the DPI call? No. So you remember Nick Sirianni, we were laughing at him yesterday for saying, yeah, we're trying to get a, a pass interference call there. Yeah, I mean, I saw what was in your email yeah, last night. Yeah, the cracks are showing a little bit there because Jalen Hurts got asked about it. They were like, hey, Sirianni said that you guys were trying to get a pass interference call. And he goes, I mean, that's not the way it's taught. You're not hoping for that. But it's situational football, and we came up on the short end of that stick. So it sounds like Jalen Hurts doesn't like Nick Sirianni's explanation, and Jalen Hurts is saying, yeah, Sirianni's wrong. We weren't trying to get a defensive pass yeah, interference at all. Because it's disrespectful and insulting and says a lot about your quarterback when you were in that situation. This was not a Hail Mary situation. It did not call for that whatsoever. And you just heaved it up? I love it. The, wow. the cracks are showing. That culture is breaking. They are, uh, what was the old, uh, the awful analogy Nick Sirianni made his first year where he's like, we're like a oh, pot plants. and there's roots and you can't see the root. You have diseased roots now. You need uh, whatever the, the the soil fixer like uh, oh, I thought stuff you were going to give me some green thumb right here, I some have, knowledge. No, I have nothing there. Uh, the spread for the Giants at Philly is? Uh, has it, wasn't it like 10 and a half earlier this week? Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's 13 and a half. What? It moved three points this week. 13 and a half points. The over-under is 42 and a half. I, so I can't bet, obviously, as a, as an NFL employee, but, man, I would, if I could, I'd be betting Giants to cover that one all day because just this isn't how Philly wins games. Yeah. Philly doesn't win games in convincing fashion. That was something that when I was listening to WIP earlier this week, just enjoying them being upset, they talked about it. They were like, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Good, bad team, whatever else. They're going to play tight ball games because they just can't pull away from anybody. Is that where your Odyssey minutes go to WIP like that? No, no, no. That was on a, a podcast. I'm not listening to them live. Ray, Ravens at Sam Fran. Monday night football. The 49ers are favored by five, and Baltimore's not happy about it. No, they're complaining. And, I, I, okay, I get it. If you're If you're upset about the size of the spread, if you go, okay, five points, five and a half points, I think somebody said this is the – second largest underdog spread that Lamar Jackson has had in his career. Mm. And so I, I totally understand if you're upset with how big the spread is that you think it should be three or whatever else. But yeah, several of the Ravens players are complaining this week. Kyle Hamilton had said, we feel a little disrespected by that. I feel like we're the best team in the league. We have an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Marlon Humphrey also jumped on there, said, I was surprised to see we were underdogs. Definitely want to make that incorrect for sure. And it's like, you shouldn't be. This is a, a setup right now where, I mean, clearly it's San Francisco on this level. It's Baltimore on this level. And then it's everybody else right now. And I know you're even hesitant to say that Baltimore should be on their own level right now. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't be offended by this. San Francisco has won 19 of their last 21 games at home. Purdy's pass rating at Levi's this season is 131. He's even better at home than anywhere else. They are just crushing teams consistently. I don't know why you would expect anything other than San Francisco's the favorite. When is the last time that we have felt like it's just inevitable that a team is going to be in the Super Bowl, period, done? AFC or NFC? When's the last time y'all had this feeling and it actually played out like that? Uh, It probably had to be a, a New England year. Maybe... What about Kansas City? A Kansas City year? 
Maybe I Kansas City. It's just it's tough because they've had Buffalo in there and, and there have been different things. Definitely the mo- the time I can most think of it, like the one that springs to mind, and I'm sure there's one in between there, but 07 Patriots, obviously, when they were going 16-0. and That team five weeks into the season was beating everybody by 40 points. And you went, okay, yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. I thought this was a fake story. I was like, no way that this is real. It came from Josina Anderson, mm-hmm. and she reports that Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, his asking price to become a head coach is 15 a year. Does that uh, seem really That seems really high. Really high. Now, you can never get a clear answer on what Belichick makes, but just looking at random websites, Belichick supposedly makes 25, Sean Payton 18, Pete Carroll, Sean McVay 15, Kyle Shanahan 14. And Ben Johnson's going to ask for 15 to become a head coach? I was blown away by that. Yeah, I'm trying Tomlin, to— Tomlin, 12 and a half? When you look at—and this article here from—when uh, was this? This was back in November, last month, and it was talking about the lowest-paid coaches in the NFL. And Matt LaFleur, Robert Sala, Zach Taylor, guys who got their first, like, head coaching jobs and were put on those contracts, those are the guys who are the lowest-paid in the NFL, so— I mean, if this is your first head coaching job, Ben Johnson, and I know he's been a hot name the last couple of years, but if this is your first job, you probably need to aim a little lower. All right. Is this game personal? We're not going to throw Babe Laufenberg under the bus, but is this game personal for Mike McCarthy against Vic Fangio? Is there a blueprint? What's up with Zach and Tyron? We preview the Dolphins with the head coach of America's team. Our boy Mike McCarthy joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is now time for the head coach of America's team here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sean Sharif. Damn it. I'm Sean Sharif alongside our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt here on DFW Sports Station. Joined by the head coach of the Cowboys. Brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Good morning, coach. Hey, good morning, man. How's your week going? It's going pretty well. How's yours going? It's going okay. It's going okay. When is the uh, when's the last time have you ever? I doubt it, but the old saying of just flush the tape. Have you ever done that in your coaching career where you just didn't watch it as much, or you're like, I'm not showing this to the guys? I mean, actually, I've, I've been part of that um, you know situation as an assistant, but I, I don't recall doing it as a head coach. Uh, I, I just believe in you know the Monday growth opportunity is is huge uh, regardless of the outcome of the game and and the game is the is the best tape of the week you know you, you think about all the video and the instruction and, and the conversation that you have during the course of the week and the game plan and then 
you go play the game and you know everybody wants to be on victory monday and, and be off and i just i just have never I, I, just, I just don't believe in it so and i think when you do have a loss especially the type of loss that we had um it there's a lot of good learning um you know to, to, to go through and you have to do it because you're never going to grow from it i mean learning learning about a situation is a lot different than growing from one so um so I, that's why i'm not a burn the tape uh, person you were uh, proven right earlier in the season when we were kind of talking about the red zone struggles being overblown. I'd like to ask you which one you think is more overblown right now between the home and road topic or the issues with run defense. Um, I, I think the numbers on the, the the home and the road. I mean, you can't you can't. I mean, you can't can't deny them. I mean, there, there's a there's a huge gap. There's always a gap usually between your, your home and road. And, you know, when you're, when you're really, really playing top consistent football, I mean, obviously your performances are, are very similar uh, on the road and the home. So, um, but, but I, I would say that uh, the conversation about the, the, the home and road um, performances is, is something that we're definitely talking about inside here. Coach, I never, I know you're never going to make excuses, but when it comes to the, the run defense, how much are we missing about the way you guys are built in a, in a passing league or just how much you guys have been decimated at linebacker with, with injuries versus making it a toughness slash the Cowboys can get bullied thing versus the guys that you've lost there and the adjustments you're having to make with some safeties playing linebacker? Well, I, this is the NFL, um, and it's a 17-game season. And I think clearly, you know, the, the way you play in week one and week seven and week 14, it's it's probably going to be different, you know, based on personnel and, and things that are going on. Yes, I mean, we, we, we've, had, we've had some injuries. Um, and, you know, I, I think we've proven over and over again if, if we can get through, you know, the injury challenge and, uh, have a chance to be consistent with with guys playing together, you know, for a, a you know a good period of time. That we'll be we'll be where we want to be. I mean, we're we're beat up in some spaces. Um, you know, we we had some guys that missed the last game, and you know, but the, but the end of the day, you know, you miss twelve tackles in a game. It's it's uh, you're, you know it's it's definitely going to show up in your run defense. So and that that was our biggest you know takeaway from the film. So you know we we, we did not tackle, and, that, and that's not. You know, just to give you numbers, I think we're plus 97 or plus 87 on a year, you know, as far as, you know, tackle, missed tackles versus breaking tackles. And, you know, that's something that we, we pride ourselves on. So, you know, that that's, you know, that's not the way we played consistently all year. But our, our tackling was the biggest issue in our run defense. Mike McCarthy here on The Fan. You guys have responded to losses every single time this year. Have you seen or felt that same resolve or, or bounce back from the guys, whether it be practice or just in speaking with them with their mentality that this week after Buffalo? Oh, absolutely. I, I think anytime you have an experience like, like we – you know, had uh, Sunday. There's always more conversation, and and, and I, I think it's important for that conversation to to really, um, you know, manifest itself in the locker room. And uh, you know, and that's that, that's frankly what's been going on this week. Coach, you know, as a leader, when when you look at the challenges coming out of a game like that, how do you balance? Okay, I need to demand accountability from the players when they don't meet the standard in the loss versus making sure, hey, they they've got to remain encouraged and focused on the task ahead. Well, I, I think you've already you've answered it in your question. I mean, you got to 
you got to have both. And, and it's and it's frankly, I, I I've always felt that it's a bigger challenge with success than when when the things don't go well. So, um, yeah, and the accountability starts with myself. I mean, it, the team did not perform to the level that it's been performing the you know the last two months. And um, you know, those those are the moments that that, that keep you up at night as a coach. And um, so um, I, I've had the extra conversations. Um, and you know our guys have responded. This team is high and high in work ethic. Uh, you can see it in their workload capacity each and every week. Um, they've, you know, they, they've put together two really good days so far. The Wednesday, Thursday work. So, um, and that's how they have always responded. And that's a great foundation for, you know, a great foundation in your prep uh, to go into this next contest. Coach, you drew some really favorable comparisons to Brett Favre when you were talking about Josh Allen last week. With Tua this week, is there anybody that he reminds you of? And and just talk about uh, how you see him as a player. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I, I was trying to do a comparable from earlier in the week because he, he, he's playing so fast. Um, I mean, God, his numbers of getting the ball out of his hand are extraordinarily high. And um, and I, could, I couldn't really think of anybody um, that I've seen play that quickly. Um, you know, consistently. So, uh, but he's uh, he's obviously got great numbers. Um, he does a phenomenal job of getting the ball out of his hands so quick, and you know he's hitting these speedy receivers. Uh, their whole perimeter obviously is uh, you know extremely extremely fast, and he's hit, you know he's hitting those guys in stride. So uh, I've been very impressed. Yeah, is this the fastest team, coach, that you guys have definitely seen this year on tape? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, clearly. I mean, they got five. They got five guys that have legitimate big time speed. Tyreek Hill. Um, we, we were trying to decide years ago: is he just a straight receiver? Is he a weapon? He's here in the MVP conversation. He's coming off the ankle injury. Bobby stole my comparison question, but I was just wondering if there's another type of threat that you can think of that can just blow the top off like this guy i mean is this randy moss type stuff with the home run threat and just what do you what do you think of tyreek as a as a as a weapon i think uh tyreek is a is a dynamic football player and i I think he you know he is out of the category of a receiver or Mm. you know just a weapon because you know you see him do it from multiple positions you know and that's that's part of the the challenge because Obviously, he can you know get vertical, but also the, getting the ball underneath is is also very impactful, uh, just for the way he the way he goes with the ball in his hand. So and you know and I think the the offense uh, stressing the perimeter, particularly the contain elements and the force elements, over and over again, uh, you know really lays up well for him. So, uh, but yes, he's uh, very very. I mean, his tapes his tapes. Really impressive. Is this uh, Mike McDaniel offense very similar to Kyle in, in what he does in San Francisco coming from that coaching tree? Oh, I think there's definitely, you know, similarities and, uh, you know, things that you can see where the foundation uh, in the run game of, you know, they're, they're attacking your rules. You know, it's, they're really attacking your, you know, rules by formation and personnel, um, you know, particularly the, the perimeter run. I think they do a really good job of stretching the C gap area and, and really challenging your edges. Um, so, but yeah, it's, but obviously the personnel is different and I, I think he's done a really nice job tying it to their personnel. Coach, I wanted to ask you about something that we, we saw a couple weeks ago that was really interesting. So I know you once said in green Bay that a lesson you learned from your dad's uh, bar and grill growing up was to listen to your bartenders 
And a couple weeks back, there was this mic'd up segment where Brandon Cooks scored in the Washington game, and he's on the sideline joking around about how, like, oh, man, I, I knew I could hit that. It wasn't in the game plan originally. I asked Coach. He put it in there. I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Is it important to you to have that culture where there, there are these open lines of communication where your players feel like, hey, I can go to coach when I really believe in a concept, and it's equally important to you to say, hey, if you believe in this, I want it in there? No, absolutely. And, you know, and I think the, the best thing about that is, you know, when, when, when someone does recommend it, whether it's a player or, or an assistant coach, you know, it, it has to be tied to what we do. And, and, and I, you know, Brandon's uh, recommendation on the Pacer route was, was right in tune with what was going on. So, and then, and it was a great recommendation and, and obviously we hit it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why we spend as, as much time as we do together. And, you know, and I, I think as you, you know, as you grow, it's, it's not just the veteran and the quarterback that's having those conversations. You got your young guys. So it's, it's all part of the, you know, the football IQ of your football team. And, and that's why going back to the earlier question about how important Mondays are, I mean, you have to talk about the game tape. You, you get, you know, that, that that's the tape you should talk the most about. And, you know, and the beauty of, you know, playing on the road, most of our guys have already watched the, watched the game on our iPads before we even get on, before we even get on the plane. So, I mean, we're able to grade the, the, you know, the video on the plane ride home. And so, so I just think having that process in place, um, the conversation, the opportunity to learn and grow from the game tape is so important. And then I think it, it you know, definitely leads into moments uh, like you just expressed with Brandon. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy joining us here on The Fan. Uh, coach, we just talked about Mike McDaniel, how how he stresses things with his scheme. Uh, you're going up against a guy that you're very familiar with. I, I know you went up against a lot uh, when you were in Green Bay, and that's Vic Fangio. How does Vic Fangio make things difficult on an offense's game plan? Well, I, I think like anything, when you, when you look at a coordinator, you, you first – you know, you look at his scheme, you know, where's he challenges as far as utilization of personnel, how does he react to your personnel, you know, and, and then you, and then you look at the fundamentals and, and the teachings and the discipline of, you know, how, the, how, how their guys are playing. And I think really, if you're looking at coordinators, uh, particularly, you know, someone like Vic that, that's been in multiple places, um, you know, his, his defenses have always played consistently to high scheme and, and excellent fundamentals. And, that, and that's, to me, that's that's a good that's a good defensive coordinator. So, um, and that's what you see in Miami. You can see that in the earlier earlier tapes. You know um, that you know they they weren't as as clean as you know they're probably you know weren't as clean as they are now. So it's uh, you know there's a lot of scheme, a lot of things that make you work. Uh, but it's a you know it's it's a team that has excellent pass rush. They do you know excellent job taking the ball away. You know their corners are top notch. So uh, this is this is a very very good challenge for us. Yeah, it, it feels like coach their defense gets lost with all the highlights offensively, ranking fifth overall. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of big time talent there, and the names with with Chubb and Ramsey maybe gets lost a little bit compared to their offense. Well, I think it's like anything, you know, when you when you start the season, you, everybody has an idea how you want your team to look and how you want them to play and have a an identity that you're trying to play to. And I think when you when you have an offense that's been explosive um, as theirs, you know, I, you know, that's where, you know, the complimentary mindset uh, for myself always comes from. But when you come out of the gate, like they did, I, you know, I had the 170 point game when, you know, there, there's a, there's an adjustment for your defense. You talk about playing with the lead, you know, offenses play you differently uh, when you're playing to an offense again. And it takes, sometimes it takes the defense to adjust. And my point is statistically, you know, 
the beginning of the season compared to where they now. I mean, there's there's been a lot of improvement. I think it's, you know, I think it's just all part of a team growing and, and establishing themselves during the year because you know they 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 played to a high number of points, um, you know, really from week one. Coach, when we talk about some of the linebacker numbers that you guys have dealt with throughout the season with, with losing some guys, uh, one of the suggestions that, that listeners have brought up, or it's been a topic on social media, what about Micah Moore off-ball? I know we scream nonstop to put him on the line with what a Hall of Fame-type talent he is as a pass rusher with the productivity. What do you say to that idea or suggestion of, all right, maybe Micah can help there on that on that second level, uh, especially you know in run defense? Oh, definitely no. That, that's part of the conversations we have, but I think, you know, it's it, it really comes down to matchups. You know, in really, you know, football is really simply mathematics when you talk about scheme and and you know how do they match up against your you know your one pieces, your two pieces, and your three pieces based on how you lay out your coverage and so forth. So that, those are the things you go through, and because the end of the day, it's about you know run defense first, but all, but also the matchups, particularly with this with this group because of their ability to threaten the perimeter so much. Are you feeling more optimistic for Tyron or Zach on Sunday? Um, uh, I would say Zach's ahead of Tyron right now. And then final one for you, Coach. Uh, the matchup, considering what happened with Denver and Arlington and what was said after the game, is this is this kind of mine X's and O's matchup with Fangio? Like, uh, is this one a little bit personal for you? Um. I mean, they're, they're always. I mean, I, I love competing against these guys. I, I don't recall what was said after the game, but um, yeah, this we're look, I'm looking forward to competing. No, no question about it. Coach, thank you for the time. As always, have a fantastic trip, and more importantly, a very, very well. I don't know if it's more important, but just as important. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and the family. All right, happy holidays, everybody. Take care. Mike McCarthy, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. All business. This morning. Yeah, which is, I I think we've kind of figured out that's the MO. When they're coming off a loss, Mike's going to, Mike's going to come on here. Mike's going to want to talk very seriously about things. And and especially without choppy here. Yeah, especially without choppy. That's something that also, I think that, to be honest, that's something the fans want to hear. They want to hear a business approach. They, they want to hear that he's locked in and focused. And he sounds like it. He sounds like this is something that they really locked in on and focused on during the week and that they are dedicated to this has got to be repaired and we can't have a game like that again. He decided how to answer the Fangio one at the end, the Babe Laufenberg special. He he, he remembers what Fangio said, that there was a the blueprint. blueprint. So what do you think about what Fangio said, did with Denver versus what he does with Miami and what – Happened last week with Buffalo against Dak. Yeah, I mean, if you have the, all that in a blender, if you have the personnel to play the the man match scheme, like that's that's and what, great. What is that? It, it's essentially it, it's a very complex scheme. You have to have really high IQ players where it's like it's man coverage, but who your man is changes based. It's like this zone like you hybrid. Pass them off. Yeah, you pass them off, and it depends on who comes into your zone where. But then it's man when they get in there, so it can be a really difficult read for quarterbacks if they've got the guys who. Are, are high IQ enough to because the problem is if you got guys in secondary who can't process quick enough don't recognize where they're supposed to pass off where they're supposed to take guys you can have massive busts and just wide open plays and so if you have the personnel to do it and you've got disciplined guys yeah you can you can pull that off and make things really difficult on a quarterback teams didn't really play 
Dak the rest of the way that year the way Denver did. Like, like there definitely was the too high shell issue, mm. and that was something that they were having to work through. But it wasn't like the Denver game plan was what teams were playing against Dak the rest of the year. So they didn't quite give him the blueprint, but this is absolutely a a look that they're going to have to deal with. Now, you got to remember, Fangio came in last year into Philadelphia, was a consultant with the Eagles, and they had absolutely no problem throwing against the Eagles last year when Dak went in there. So for all the consulting Fangio would have come in there to be the Dak stopper, Dak mm. went out there and threw for 380 yards or whatever it was I, on I, Christmas. And you're not worried about what Buffalo did against Dak in the offense. No, no. Like, I mean, it, 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 people hate hearing it, but it really was. It, it felt like such an execution thing. It just they were on on top of things, and the offense wasn't very sharp. So James Jones is a former Packers receiver who played for McCarthy, and he was on FS1 the other day talking about the Dallas Cowboys on the road. This is concerning because you're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. Now? You know what I mean? Now you're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. And we've seen you on the playoffs against the Cardinals. I mean, on the road against the Cardinals. We've seen you on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Lost by 32. And we just seen you on the road against the Buffalo Bills. 21. But for me, it's just, where's the energy? None. None. Like, I mean, sideline dead. The players look dead. I mean, for you to give, I mean... Cook 100-plus rushing yards in the first half, that's you not coming off the bus ready to play. You know what I mean? I can understand you get out-schemed a couple on some of these plays, but that's that's coming off the bus not ready to play. Or coming off the bus like we just going to beat these boys down and surprise, surprise, we in playoff mode. Y'all are not. We playing with way more energy than you guys right now, and the Buffalo Bills just put it on the Dallas Cowboys. So for me, they got to get this fixed because if you're trying to go where you're trying to go, you're going to have to go on the road and bring your own energy and win a football game and play at a high high level and they have not done that this season which i don't i I don't think the cowboys would dispute i think the cowboys have said one of their problems is maintaining their edge on the road that's been the biggest problem i i don't know that i'd say i don't think they looked lifeless they looked lifeless against san francisco they looked dead they looked like just body language did not want to be there we're ready to get the hell out of santa clara go home wanted to get on the plane it was that was a bad game this one i think they just got beat like they went in there pretty optimistic people were making memes out of it after after the game they were you know quote tweeting the uh the Dak Prescott clip that the Cowboys had treated tweeted out before the game where he's out there like dancing before kickoff and he was loose and he had energy and people were mocking that after it's like oh what what did that get you so I, I don't know that energy was the problem I think they were just they were handled Add this to what Gronk said. What was Gronk calling them mentally oh weak? Oh, my gosh. Rob Gronkowski, like, absolutely went off on them during the NFL OT. He called them mentally weak, like you just said there. And it was in the NFL OT, which is the post game. It's like the post That's where I got the Bradshaw clip. Yeah. And so he had said the, the quote he gave was when you're, he said, when you're a team and you can't go on the road and win a big game in a hostile environment with weather that isn't on, you know, on your side isn't in your favor. It means you're not mentally tough, and the Dallas Cowboys are not a mentally tough football team. That being said, it has been shown last year in the playoffs. It has been shown this year before in the playoffs. And so it's it's something where I think players are generally really hesitant. Nate Newton was hesitant the other night even, and he's he's a former player, but Nate was hesitant to even say, I feel like they don't have enough give a damn, guys, because he's like, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know. And so that's a pretty... Pretty hefty accusation from Rob Gronkowski to say that they're just mentally weak. The Giants are 13.5-point underdogs against Filthy. We would love to get some New York assistance. Meanwhile, uh, DeVito, are they getting on him for all these extra business deals now? Tommy DeVito going to pizzerias. 
and now trying to file trademarks with his uh, with his agent, Slimy. Which, which one of them makes sense to me, all right? Like, like okay, I get it. You're going to want to get Tommy Cutlets trademarked. Okay, fine. The, that's standard for athletes to do that. What I don't understand is that he's also getting the passing Paisano trademarked. Not Marinara Mahomes. He's going after passing Paisano. But, man, this is... This is getting exhausting with this him. This is getting bad. The Giants fans are getting sick of it, too. Good. Good. Because you've got all the Giant fan meatballs. Now, do yeah. the meatballs in your texts genuinely believe, like, hey, he can he he, he can lead us to the promise land. This Tommy no. DeVito is the real thing. So no. they know it's as much of a joke as we do. Uh, one of them said he's pissing off most Italians. Uh, don't ever. I said they're calling him Mar- Marinara Mahomes. They said Mahomes should never be used in the same sentence. Um they're calling him, uh, they said, don't even call him Marinara Minshew. So <laughs> that's what they're saying about Tommy's abilities. And he looks like a good kid. Yeah. I mean, he's not unlikable. His agent, I think, is making him a little unlikable. Get it while you can. Get your money while you can. There's no guarantee that this lasts. I do like Turn that. Turn this up, Chris. I asked Chris for the uh, DeVito <laughs> music. Let's see what you got. Okay. According to uh, the trademark filings, by the way. Again, the stereotypes that we pick and choose, we can talk about. He wants to use Tommy Cutlets and Passing Paisano on branded decals, clothing, pasta, pizza, tomato sauces, and energy drinks. So if you're looking for a Tommy DeVito energy drink, (laughs) I don't see how the connection's there. Like all the other ones I get. Okay, you're going to do the Italian Hey, there's Doritos liquor. That's true. There's a lot of things. That's true. That don't make a ton of sense. It's Sean and Bobby. Happy holidays to all of you. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. Back to the Cowboys Miami matchup. This 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 is fun. Uh, this is this is a fun game to look at. Cameron Wolf, NFL Network, will join us at 7:20 to give us the Dolphins point of view. Yamamoto is joining Shohei Otani. The Stars getting it done and a special Friday edition of the college football kegger. Deanna saying, I don't need any high school recruits. Little college football kegger on a Friday next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 